Hey guys, welcome back to the Best F in Life podcast. I'm your host, Brad Garland. We're going to talk about another finance book today. And this book, it frankly just made the complicated subject of finance super simple in my business and really made me focus on the things that are most important to really grow and make my business succeed. Stay tuned. Hey guys, thanks for watching again. So last week we talked a little bit about the Profit First book with Mike Michalowicz and really how that book was one of two books that changed my mentality about how to operate a business. This book actually came before Profit First and it really helped me understand the, the limits or the limitations I needed to put on my business to be able to really make it succeed. This book is by a guy named Greg Crab Crabtree Simple numbers, straight talk, big profits. Four keys to unlock your business potential. This book has been out a while, I wanna say close to 10 years, uh, but it's one that I continue to reference. I keep on my bookshelf. Friends come over, they're asking about accounting questions. I'm there to give them uh, this book because I, I'm the guy that buys 10 different copies of a book I really like, uh, if it's really gonna help them. So again, this is really geared towards the entrepreneur, you could be starting a business, side hustle, you could be in a business for 20 years. Either way, this book changed my life and hopefully some of its tips um, you know, will change yours too. Finance has its own language. It's one of those things that's kind of hard to understand, especially if, if that's not your cup of tea. It certainly wasn't mine. Uh, I wasn't particularly good at math back in the day. Um, I've worked at it and I've gotten a whole lot better about it. And the way to perceive your finances, particularly to your business, is key here. One of the things that, frankly, I went through years thinking about was just uh, my business is here and I'm just so thankful that it is even operating and I don't have to go work for somebody else, that that's good enough. Well, guys, that's not good enough because, yes, we will work our tail off doing things that we love. However, the business is there as a vehicle for you to support your family, to support your employees, to support your employees' families, and to ultimately build wealth. It is a wealth building machine if you want it to be. It could also be a wealth draining machine if you don't know how to manage it right. I love Greg Crabtree's mentality about how he talks about finances. He is a CPA that doesn't talk like it at all. He made it really palatable for us that don't know finances. And so I just wanted to share a few of the tips that he had for me that really stuck with me out of this book and I just continue to go back to it over and over again to get little nuggets here and there continuously. First things first, this is a really simple concept, but a lot of folks, whether talking about sales, whether it's talking about revenue, the entrepreneurs that I've run into particularly like to talk about the top line. They like to talk about how much they've sold today, this week, this month, this year, but at the end of the day, that doesn't mean how much money they're making. So I'm gonna give you two examples here. You've got company A here that Let's just say they made $5 million and then we're going to have company B here that's made $10 million. Now, which one's more successful? Just looking at the top line. Don't know? Trick question. We don't know yet. We need more information, right? Because if you look at the expenses here and see their expenses and you look at then their net profit or their net income, you could see company A here even though they have less revenue, is far more successful 
because of their bottom line. Because what's most important is not the top line and the big number. What's most important is the bottom line and the percentage of how much of that revenue can you churn to profit. And so that's why both this book and a Profit First book really focus in on the bottom line and what you should be doing with that money and where the focus should be. In regards to the bottom line, the second tip that I really loved in this book is that he would talk about 10%, 10% net income, 10% profit is really the, the break-even point that you should be focusing on. Full disclosure, I've operated a business for many years and thankfully long ago that was less than 0%. Well, if you think about it, put yourself in the shareholder or the investor's shoes. Or just think about it from a stock market standpoint. If you had however much money, $10,000, and put that into the stock market over the history of the stock market, 100 years or so, you can generally get between a 6 to 8% return conservatively in the stock market at minimum. So if you have extra cash and you're choosing whether to put it in a business that you control and own and can do everything with, or put it in the stock market where it gets 6 to 8%, and your business is operating underneath six to eight percent. Why? Why are you making that investment? From a shareholder standpoint, it just doesn't make sense. For all the stress, for all the late nights, for all the hard work that you and your team are putting into, ten percent should at least be your floor. And then if you can get over that, 12, 15, 20 percent net income, now you're really starting to generate. And it's a no-brainer. Then would I rather? put money into a 20% ROI business that I run or a 68% in the stock market. Sure, there's diversification thoughts there, but ultimately I'm betting on myself and I'm going to go towards the business and ultimately try to grow it that way. Now, you can't operate every year that way. There's good times and bad times, but at minimum, 10% should be your new break even moving forward. Second biggest tip from Simple Numbers book was paying yourself a market-based wage. This sounds really easy, uh, but when you start with a business being super small, if not zero, you're just trying to keep the lights on. Anything that you can come in dollar-wise, and if you can ink out a couple bucks for yourself to be able to put food on the table, great. The trouble is, is that once your business continues to grow and you're really starting to get more revenue, that continues to be your mentality. Well, I need help from somebody else. I'm going to hire an employee. I'm going to pay them more than I'm paying myself to be able to operate the business. Again, that's not how the math should go. You need to always consider what your responsibilities are. You need to consider the amount of revenue that you're supporting and come up with a market-based wage. You could even compare yourself against someone that's been in a Fortune 500 company, for example. If I was doing that job for them, what are they paying those roles? And then that's really where I should start paying myself because ultimately you need to be able to make that market-based wage to make it worth your time, one, and then ultimately um, to really break the mold of abusing yourself along the way. And then as you grow, not only are you paying yourself a market-based wage, but then as the profits get in line, you can then start taking some of the profits. So the market-based wage is you as the employee, and then the profits are thinking you more as the owner. Next big tip that I love from this book is the subject of taxes. Now, taxes are one of those things that some people hate them. Most people hate them. Um, however, I know a lot of people in this world that will spend 10 times the amount of time to, to learn on how to save on taxes when, from my mentality, 
If you could save on taxes, that's great, but I would rather spend my time on how to grow the business, how to be more profitable, how to frankly spend more money on taxes because trying to just always trying to 10% here, 15% there forever is really focused on the wrong thing in my view. Taxes don't have to be a bad thing and that's what Greg Crabtree tries to express. If you're paying taxes, that's actually a good thing, believe it or not. You have a business that's profitable, Yes, I'm going to give my take to the government because I'm thankful to be able to operate a business here in the USA. But spending an exorbitant amount of time trying to figure out how to ink out another 2% tax or 3% tax here, ultimately, I think, loses focus on what your long-term goal should be on growing the business, making it more profitable, getting your systems more efficient, getting your employees more productive, and having the focus be there so you could turn a $10,000 company into a $100,000 company into a million dollar company. Yep, you're going to pay more taxes along the way, but if it's scaling at the right profitability, that's a good problem to have. And finally, the the one, if there's any other tips in this book that were probably the biggest for me, it's when Greg Crabtree was talking about the concept of the salary cap. Now, at the time when I read this book, I want to say we might have had four, five, six employees. We were still pretty small. And what he says in the book is that he wants you to liken you as the owner, as an owner for an NFL team. And the beauty of the salary cap is that there is a limit to which you can actually um, hire a certain amount of staff. And when you're in the NFL and you're an NFL owner, they cap it. So you have to figure out how to find the best players that you can within that salary cap and stay underneath that. And in the NFL's case, if you go over, you actually get fined. So I had always run into the issue of what's the right amount of staff to have? How much is it to have on the billable side, the non-billable side, more administrative, more salespeople? What's that right mix to really be able to grow this business? And <clears throat> that salary cap idea, basically, it's a math problem that you would go through that you take out first the profit, then you take out all your fixed and variable expenses. You basically take everything out of the equation other than your labor. And then what's left over is what you can spend on on your labor, all in. And you have to stay under that salary cap. So as you grow, your salary cap increases slowly. As you decline, your salary cap decreases too. So just love that concept. And you know people abuse it. Sometimes there's been times where I've gone over it. And sometimes I've been able to slightly go over it, grow the business, and then come back in line with it. But it's something that we track all the time. I look at it monthly. My leadership team looks at it quarterly. It's something that they need to be understanding where they sit as far as their revenue lines. Now, we used to look at it across all labor. We've gotten a little more smart now and been able to whittle it down and say, okay, this department, this is their salary cap for everything that they do. For that department, here's this salary cap for what they do. And then keep that in line based off of the revenue that that service line has. And then it gives my directors the ability to actually manage that uh, based off of those constraints. Come to find out, and this sounds probably obvious to you guys, but providing my directors those constraints only gives them more empowerment. I actually thought it, always thought of it as a negative thing at first, but had learned by saying, if you've got to keep your salary cap underneath this, but then whenever you hit this revenue goal, then you'll be able to add another person. 
And by the way, we have to keep profitability in line the same way too. Um, then that's really helped us on making the decisions on when we've gone too far over, when we've gone too under, when we actually need to add staff in. So that salary cap idea and putting your NFL owner hat on for me was huge and it really helped set the strategy for where our business should go. So guys, hopefully that makes sense. I would love for you to get the book. I'll put a affiliate link down below if you're interested in it. I love it. Um, this book and the Profit First book have both been just critical to my success around business finance. Hopefully you could have some takeaways from it. If you have questions, uh, don't hesitate to comment below. Definitely throw some subscriptions and likes and all the good stuff on social medias as well. I'm just slowly trying to add value to this channel, offer things to, to you guys that you want to hear more about. Um, so let me know if you want to hear in other subjects, you know, finance, or we talk about fitness some, we'll talk about, you know, self-care, all these different um, ideas. Certainly let me know in the comments too. So I hope it's been helpful and we'll see you guys in the next one.